Hi, I'm Mike Franzoni. You're listening to Restoration Grace Radio. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Again, I'm Mike Franzone. This is Restoration Grace Radio. Hopefully I can say it right, okay? Tonight we're looking at Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 1 through verse 9. That's Joshua chapter 1, 1 through 9. In a message I've entitled, Moving Your Life Forward. And here's the secret of success, and we'll be looking at that tonight. And just want to let you know that I do have a brand new YouTube channel. Uh, The way you find it is just Google. Google the Mike Franzone Show, and that's uh, The Mike, F-R-A-N-Z-O-N-E Show, and you'll find it on YouTube. Uh, We have political commentary, inspiration, a lot of new stuff, stuff that you don't really hear on the radio. So we just want to invite you to uh, join us, subscribe to us, The Mike Franzone Show. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun Moses saying saying Moses assisting excuse me saying Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise and go over this Jordan you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them the children of Israel every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I given it to you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance. And the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You will observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Moving your life forward. I've got to tell you a story. There was this young writer who had a very uncertain income. And he said that he went to a park to kind of complicate contemplate about his serious decision that he had to make. For four years, he'd been engaged to a young lady, but didn't dare marry her. There was no way of foreseeing, you know, how little I might, he said, that I might earn in the next year, and and all the just cherished plans. He had plans to go to Europe and and visit Paris and Rome and Vienna and London and and all of those things. And he said to himself, how could we go 3,000 miles away from everything that was familiar and secure without some certainty of money? And then at that moment, he says, I looked up and I saw a squirrel jump from one tree to another. And said he appeared to be aiming for a limb that was so far out of reach that 
that it to him it looked like suicide. Well, the squirrel missed, but he landed safe and unconcerned on a branch several feet below. Then he climbed up to his goal, and everything was cool. All was well with the squirrel. Now, there was an old man also sitting on the bench next to him, and he said this. He says, funny, I've seen hundreds of them jump, you know, the ground, especially when there are dogs around and, and they, they can't come down to the ground. So I've seen hundreds of them just kind of jump from place to place. But I've never seen any one of the squirrels hurt. And then he kind of laughed to himself and said this. I guess they've got to risk it. They don't want to spend their lives in one tree. And then he thought about this. A squirrel takes a chance. Have I less nerve than a squirrel? <laughs> so he got married in two weeks. He scraped up enough money for uh, 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 a cruise, for passage, and he set sail across the Atlantic and he jumped off into space, just like that squirrel did, looking to land on a branch. And he said, I began to ride twice as fast, as hard as ever. And he said, to my amazement, to my amazement, I began to earn a respectable income. Now, since then, he said, whenever I have to choose between risking a new adventure or a new venture or hanging back, those five little words run through my mind once there was a squirrel. And sometimes he say, says, I used to hear the old man kind of in my mind saying, they've got to risk if they don't want to spend their lives in one tree. And my friend, I think it's time for you to move your life forward. It's time to trust God to enlarge your life, to enlarge your sphere of influence. God wants more for you. God wants you to be passionate about life and passionate about living. Much of the Christian community is living in a defensive posture. But the Bible says he is our refuge. He will protect us. He will rescue us. Oh, but the world is a terrible place. We say, oh God, just rapture me. But the Bible says we are to be on, and off, on the offense. He says, go ye into all the world. Long before anything existed in eternity past, the eternal God knew you. He knew what you would do and accomplish for him. And God's hopes for you, his plans for you, his dreams for you are amazing, are wonderful. You are not trivial. You're not a second-class citizen. You are a VIP. You are someone. You're somebody. You're important to God. Your life has meaning and purpose. It is not an accident. And that life needs to be lived out in passion as well. But I'm fearful. I'm fearful, you know, about this country. And here's what I'm fearful about. Because so many people are so passive about freedom. So passive about the Constitution. So passive about Christianity. So passive about our future. Some of us are like frogs in a pot of hot water. Slowly being heated up. He doesn't move. He stays there. But he does not know. He is slowly being boiled alive. My friend, passion is a way of life. 
living with a burning desire in your heart to do what God has called you to do. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Heartily means out of your soul, from the very core of who you are. Passion comes from God. Our God is a passionate God. I think about Revelations chapter 3. You remember the, uh, about being lukewarm about the church of Laodicea. And God says, I hate lukewarmness. I hate apathy. I hate indifference. Jesus was passionate. Moses was passionate. David, Daniel, Jonah, James and John, Peter, and even Paul was passionate. Well, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, is all about moving your life forward, claiming your Canaan, and I believe this is maybe the secret to success. We're all wondering, and we all have wondered in kind of a wilderness of spiritual poverty. But God has an abundant supply and provision that he is going to use for you. You know, Canaan, Canaan means three things. We talk about the promised land, the land of Canaan, but, but it means three things. It means freedom. That is moving from being slaves to being saints. Freedom from guilt, freedom from the guilt of uh, performance, and freedom from addictions. Free to be what God has intended you and I to be. The second word it means, it means fullness. God took them from a desert diet to a diet of delicious delicacies. And that speaks of being satisfied. Canaan's the land of milk and honey, the land of a blessing, the land being full of God. And the third word is fulfillment. From a special vision to a supernatural venture. God took these people from being slaves to being saints. That's freedom. He took the people from, from being, having a desert diet to the delicious delicacies. That's being satisfied. That's fullness. And then he fulfilled them. He took the vision and supernaturally fulfilled the vision. They discovered God's plan, living out his will every day in their life. And Joshua is the story. It's the story of living above the level of mediocrity. The story of moving forward and claiming your Canaan and claiming God's promises. It's the story of soaring with eagles instead of grasping or grubbing with the turkeys. How? We need several things. First of all, we need a continuing purpose. Verse 1 and 2, we need a continuing purpose. If you recall here, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, who was Moses' assistant. And he said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you go for, go forward, arise, go over this Jordan, and to all the people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. This was a continuing purpose. Find passion. Moses was dead. Now, just because Moses was dead, did God forget his promises to his people? No. Did God forget his purpose? Did God forget his plan? No, no, no. My friend, just because your dreams were disrupted... Just because your dreams were discouraged and were delayed and were diluted and were damaged and were destroyed. God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you. God has a promise for you. And those things have not changed. Pursue 
his purpose with passion. He says to Joshua, get ready to cross over. God is saying to us, pack your bags, brush your teeth, comb your hair. Man, you are moving on up. That promise is a continuing promise. Maybe you thought those dreams were dead. But I believe if God spoke those to you, no matter what happened, God can fulfill those in a supernatural way and a supernatural power. That brings me to the second step we need to take tonight if we're going to move forward, and that is a certain possession. Verse 3 and 4, we have to not only find passion, we have to claim blessing. Did you notice in verse 3, he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you. Every place you set your foot on, it is yours when? Next week? Next year? Now. Just step on it, sit on it, lay on it, and wallow in it. God's promises are sure. But there's only one condition. Did you notice that? And that's obedience. The only condition is obedience. You've got to get up off the couch and get out there and begin stepping on the promises. Begin to walk into that land that God's given you. The promises are sure, but they're not going to happen if you lay on that couch. If the children of Israel stay on the other side of the, the water, if they stay in Egypt, it's not going to happen. You have to get out of your easy chair and get to stepping. When you obey God, blessing will always follow. Ephesians 1.3 says, He blesses us with every spiritual blessing. My friend, if you're going to walk out, move forward, you need a continuing purpose. That's fine passion. And secondly, you need a certain possession. That's to claim blessing. And thirdly, you need a conquering power. And it's all about His ability. Verse 5, let me read it to you from 1 John 1. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Joshua, you will win because it's not your ability that counts. It is your response to his ability. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Believer, Christian, you come from a bloodline of champions. You were bought with a price. You've been adopted into the family. He designed you. He knows you. You belong to Him. It is in your blood. It is in your DNA. Your spiritual bloodline is more powerful, I believe, than your natural bloodline. It's all about His ability. God says, I will give you a conquering power. You've been so fearful about moving your life forward because you felt you were so weak. But it's not about you. It's about Him. 
and about His strength in you that makes all the difference in the world. My friend, we need to claim blessing. We need a certain possession. My friend, we need a conquering, a continuing purpose, a fine passion. We need a conquering power. We need His ability. And number four, this is found in verse five and six. There is a constant promise. We need right believing. Verse 5 again, he says, I will be with you. I will not leave you, Joshua. God says, I will not forsake you. But listen to verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you should divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Joshua, be strong and of good courage. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6 says, as I swore to their forefathers. You know, God can swear by himself because there's no one higher than him. The Bible is filled with promises with your name on it. And it was a promise to Joshua. You're not alone. I'm going to, as you move your life forward, as you begin to, to walk and fulfill God's will in your life, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Right believing produces right living. If you can change what you believe, you can change your life. I've got to say that again because for some of you tonight, I think it's going to be life-changing. If you can change what you believe, you can change your life. If you believe wrong, you will struggle with wrong thoughts, toxic emotions. You'll struggle with destructive addictions. The Bible says the truth shall set you free and God's truth replaces the enemy's lies and that's what sets you free. The Bible says in Romans 12 too, that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.23 that to be made new by the attitude of your mind. Colossians 3.3 says set your mind on things above. 1 Peter 1.13 says therefore prepare your mind for action. Now don't miss this tonight. You need to change the way you're thinking. You need to understand that God loves you. I know, I know you're not perfect. But God loves you. You need to understand that God forgives you. But you don't know what I've done. You've come to God. You've turned your life over. You asked for forgiveness. He forgives you. You need to understand tonight and believe that God will never leave you. He will never give up on you. And He will use you. Hey, God used a donkey in the Bible, all right? And if God could use a donkey, He can use you. Believe right. Your mind will be set free. Your emotions will be controlled. And you'll be free from bondage. That brings me to the fifth step we have to take tonight. A courageous stance. Verse 7 and verse 9. Just do it. Verse 7 says, he says to the uh, uh, Joshua and to the people... He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that's in 
the law. Now watch verse 9. Here have I not commanded you. Be strong and of good courage to do not be afraid nor be dismayed or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He says don't be discouraged. Now that word there dismay there in verse 9 I think it's in the New King James Version it's dismayed. It's translated discouraged. It actually means to lose your orientation. To be overwhelmed with the circumstances and get lost. It means to lose your bearing, to lose your direction, to get lost in a fog. He says, Joshua, be strong and have good courage. Don't be afraid and don't lose your orientation. Don't get overwhelmed by the circumstances around you. Don't get lost in the fog. Don't lose your bearings. Joshua, don't lose direction. And my friend, here is something you can do. You can choose to be courageous. Did you notice what he said to Joshua? He says, be strong and of good courage. He says, be strong and of good courage. Be strong. He says, Joshua, you have a choice. You can choose to be courageous. That's a choice. One of the most powerful gifts that God has given us is the power to choose. To choose yes and no, right or wrong. You can be courageous tonight. You can choose to be strong. You can choose to be fearless. You can choose to be obedient. You can choose to be determined. Did you notice that Joshua needed three things? And this is why God told him these things here in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua needed courage because he was afraid. Joshua needed strength because he felt weak. Joshua needed obedience because Joshua wanted to wait. And so, my friend, today, fearful people can choose courage. Weak people can choose strength. Unfaithful people can choose obedience. Don't spend all of your time trying to answer all of your critics. All of those people who tell you why it can't be done, why you'll never fulfill, you'll never do this, you'll never get here, you, you, know, you just give up on it, it'll never happen. Don't spend all of your time answering those critics. Because your destiny is not determined by people who don't like you. Your message, your motives, will always be misinterpreted. That's why, my friend, you must continue to move your life forward. That brings me to the fourth step that we have to take, or excuse me, the sixth step that we have to take. Number six, verse eight, a controlling principle. We need to speak the word. There is a plethora of formulas out there on how to be successful. So my question to you tonight, what does the Lord say? Go into all the books in the bookstore. You know how it is. And they got a whole, whole section on how to succeed in life. But for you as a believer, for you as a Christian, what does the Lord say? Verse 8. The book of the law. I think I'll go back to verse 7 because I want to put them together. Moses, my servant, commanded you to not turn it to it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, for then, after you meditated on it day and night, after you observe to do it, to obey it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. My friend, this this is probably the secret, right? To being successful. It's all about God's word. But he says three things about, about God's word. He says, first of all, God's word must be in your mouth. You have to know it. You have to believe it. And you have to speak it. You have to verbalize it in order to vitalize it. All right? You need the confession of your faith is very, very, very powerful. He says, the book of the law shall not depart. Where? From your mouth. He says, you have to take God's word and speak it. Do you recall that verse in Mark chapter 11, verse 20 through 23? He talks about moving a mountain, right? But he says, you have to speak to that mountain. This is this immovable mountain that cannot be pushed, cannot be bowled over. He said, speak to that mountain, and God says, it will be removed. We have a lot of mountains in our life. Things that just seem impossible to deal with. He says, let's begin with the confession of our faith and begin to speak it in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Know God's word. Believe God's word. Speak God's word. The confession of your faith is very, very powerful. The second thing is this. God's word must be in your mind. Meditate. Now, the word here, it says, uh, you shall meditate in it day and night. Let's look at the word meditate. And actually, in the Hebrew language, uh, it actually speaks about humming. And actually, when you say the Hebrew word, it, speak, it means to hum. To hum. So, it, it, so you, let's get deeper into the etymology of the word. It means to store it in your mind and to ruminate on it. Now, when I think of ruminating on something, I think of the cow. The cow chewing the cud, right? And the cow gets a bunch of grass there at the beginning of the day and he starts chewing it. A cow has four stomachs. And sometimes he gets rocks and and sticks. And those four stomachs, gradually, as he begins to chew it up, he, he brings it back up, chews it more, brings it back into another stomach, brings it back up again. And all day long, he's ruminating on that grass and it loses the rocks. It gets rid of the, uh, the, the sticks and all of that. So the cud, as he says, is being chewed all day. That is God's word. To hum like a song. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let God's word be at home in you richly. To take God's word and to just ruminate on it to take one scripture verse and just think and meditate and keep it in your mind and your heart. My friend, it will absolutely set you free. And thirdly, God's word, he says here, must be in your manner of life. He says, meditate on it. And then he says, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. That you may observe to do. God's word must be lived out. It must be in your manner of life. 
That means be careful to do. Success is just doing what God wants you to do. Let me say it again. You think success is having money, having family, friends, all of those things. Success for the believer is just doing what God wants you to do. Let me read John 14, 12 to you from the Amplified Version. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do, Jesus said, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Now you think about that. God says, if you will believe me, you will do greater things than I did. I just can't even wrap my mind around that. He says, you will do greater things than him because I go to my Father, I leave you here, and I give you the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready to move forward? Tonight, find passion. Claim his blessing. Trust his ability. Believe God. Just do it. And speak, meditate, and live that Bible out. All right. Hey, I'm Mike Franzone, and you are listening to Restoration Grace Radio. And I say good night. God bless. And remember my YouTube channel, The Mike Franzone Show, on YouTube. Watch it be part of it. Subscribe. Shine the light of Jesus in the dark.